Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as always, uh, we'll be getting to the video game chit-chat in just a little bit, and it is going to be a conversation with uh, Randall, John, and I uh, digging into all sorts of stuff. I know I said uh, last Save It for the Cast that we're going to have some more uh, cherry-picked conversations coming from that uh, long conversation uh, before the recording session that Randall and I had a few weeks back where it was just the two of us, and I'm definitely still planning on pulling some stuff from there, but some of the stuff that uh, we talked about was like... Like kind of too too good to pass up after like we dig into some tunic and some Kirby and a little bit of Elden Ring like before we got rolling last week. So I figured it would be a good uh, week to share that stuff this week. But, uh, you know, as always, I got to talk about a little indie game action or I guess just video game action in general. But on the topic of indie games, and I know I've been mentioning our uh, Pursuing Pixels James Jam Game Gam a few times in the in the previous uh, Save It for the Cast episodes, but yeah, the uh, Game Jam is underway, and I think last edition of the Save It for the Cast, I said we were at about 70-ish people signed up or entrance to the jam, and as of right now, which is the jam ends tomorrow, or by the time you're listening to this today... Um, as of right now, we are at hovering around. It keeps like going just below and then bumping just above. But we've been at right around 200 uh, entrants to the jam. I don't think we'll see 200 games at the end, but we've got about a dozen submitted already from some of our favorite developers like Super Try, Kevin Cole, who we've had on the podcast of Super Try. Um, not to make it extra confusing there, but uh, Francis Vase of Trash Quest and uh, Trash Pit, which I've been playing a ton of Trash Pit lately. Really addictive action arcade game, although I'm probably. I'm not going to dig into that here, uh, but yeah, I've been having a ton of fun. I really can't wait. I'm going to be doing some streams of the uh, Game Jam entries uh, all next week, pretty much, or at least for the first half of the week. So I'm really looking forward and voting's open to everyone. So I'll have links in the video description to where you can uh, check out all the submissions and yeah, definitely encourage you to check out the games, both uh, for the game jam and voting purposes, but also for the fact that the stuff coming in, like Sebastian Lind on the Pico 8 has uh, submitted something, uh, Ando uh, who from OSAT Games from uh, Go Go Pogo Girl, like we got some seriously heavy hitters uh, participating in this game jam, so I'm beyond humbled and flattered by the uh, turnout and the participation. It's just been a ton of fun uh, hanging in the Discord, getting all sorts of progress updates. I was really kind of worried that this was maybe going to end up being a bust if we hosted a game jam and it's like our I'm already thinking of like when can we host another one of these so at the very least we're definitely or I'm definitely hoping to do another one or planning on it for uh, our four-year anniversary uh, but if not maybe something sooner so keep your keep your ear to the ground and your your eyes peeled because we'll definitely be keeping you posted but I did want to give a shout out to a couple games kind of normal style as well because I did get a chance I know I've mentioned Rusted Moss on the uh, podcast in the past uh, when I actually checked out the demo when it first launched but uh, and I mentioned that because it's another uh, grappling hook game so after we dug into a little deeper into Grapple Dog I just kind of gave a quick shout out to Rusted Moss and uh, the developers uh, Fax Doc and Happy Squared or at least our like the two person team that's working on the game uh, actually were hanging out in the street and I'm pretty sure that I mentioned that before and they noticed that I was playing on a game pad and it's kind of it's definitely a game that's meant to be more of like a plat. It's a 2D side scrolling platformer Metroidvania with some gorgeous pixel art really atmospheric like vibes all around and the music's great um and yeah they were looking for more play testers who could play on gamepad because it is really i just can't play with keyboard and mouse controls to save my life when it comes to an action game but uh but yeah they were like we need some more play testers and they happened to say i was one of the better if not the best not to toot my own horn at the gamepad of the few other people that they uh played with like I actually saw my way through to the end of the demo I guess some of the other players ended up switching to mouse and keyboard I don't have that luxury it's not any 
uh, disability or anything on my end other than the fact that I just can't do it for whatever reason. My brain just can't click. I'm sure I'd get there if I had enough practice. But anyways, I I got to play a new section of the game that uh, I believe they have a new demo coming out next month. So I'm assuming or in June. uh, So very soon here. But uh, I'm assuming we're going to see some of that section in or this section in that new upcoming demo. But it just was an extension on what I already played of the demo. And it's just cemented this as one of my most anticipated games even though I'm not the biggest Metroidvania fan I really like how uh, because I just tend to as much as I like a 2D platformer I just tend to get a little more lost and tend to lean into stuff that's a little more focused I guess with the level design like even lately I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World on Switch I even did some streams of that and I'm like man as much as I love Yoshi's Island I kind of prefer to play these more linear like Wooly World and Crafted World, but I'll dig into Crafted World on a, on a further episode with uh, Randall and John when we get to dig into some stuff. But yeah, Rusted Moss is just coming together really nicely. The grappling hook feels really unique. It's more of like an elastic like rubber band. You can almost like kind of slingshot yourself uh, and you can even uh, grapple to the enemies. I know I said that in the podcast before, but just a really, really cool game. And then another couple quick games I just wanted to give a quick shout out to. Uh, one of the games, that, another game that was developed during a game jam, though not uh, during our game jam, is called Moon Leap. And I played this game recently. It's got like maybe 16, 15, 16 levels, and it's a short and sweet. I'm kind of hoping, just because it's such a cool concept and such a cute game, I'm kind of hoping they develop it further or maybe realize it into like a, a fully realized game, although it definitely still feels like one, albeit short and sweet. But it's got like a really cool Game Boy color aesthetic it's just a 2d side-scrolling puzzle platformer but more like an arena uh, puzzle platformer where like the entire stage fits on on one single screen and it's just got some really clever level design really cool mechanics again that I'd like I'd love to see expanded further but it definitely still feels like a a short and sweet cohesive little piece and it's yeah just got gorgeous like very Game Boy Color-esque on the pixel art and I just love it love the music Really cool game that I'm definitely like, I'm going to have to keep an eye on this developer because whether whether it's uh, more Moon Leap or just something else, I'm definitely very much anticipating uh, seeing more from them. And then I did want to give a shout out to uh, another game that kind of just popped into on our Steam curator every now every once in a while we get sent random games. And usually it's like, I probably won't have time for this, but uh, uh, the developer of uh, Lulu's Temple actually sent us a copy of that game and it kind of piqued my interest and I actually again I kind of thought this was going to be more of a puzzly metroidvania just the style of the game it's like kind of like an old like ancient uh Egyptian temple that you're kind of exploring or I guess I don't know 100% for sure that it's Egyptian but it's just some kind of ancient temple that you're exploring um and you get you basically can't see much around you and there's even some mechanics that come into play where like certain enemies will you know, if you basically are carrying a torch around that you can kind of throw, you have, you can aim it in 360 degrees and you can kind of lock yourself in place Metroid style where you can, you know, kind of a- angle on a diagonal or aim on a diagonal. Or in this case, I guess, again, with 360 degree aim and you can either throw your torch or you have a regular kind of pistol that's almost like a little bit of an Uzi or a machine gun. It's definitely pretty powerful and you can charge that up and blast away. But the game just has so much retro style in the best way it's just like it's got this really great like almost like paper mario-esque like 2d effect where like when your character sprite flips over or changes directions like it does like a full like flat 
flip. I don't know how else to describe it other than to just call it kind of like Paper Mario. Uh, but it's just like a really cool set of mechanics, a really cool vibey adventure that like leads up to like a really fun boss battle and then kind of a chase sequence at the end of the game. Uh, and it was like just short and sweet, which is so my style. I ended up playing through the whole game on a stream in like an hour and a half or so, maybe even a little bit less. But um, I guess my only gripe was like with the game and it's not even really a gripe, but just the incentive. Like I would easily play it again if there was like some collectibles I missed. It's like such a short focused experience because, uh, again, I was ex- I was expecting a little bit more of a Metroidvania situation, but it was like, OK, just clear this level, find the key, find it is like a little bit of an open ended exploration on each individual level. But then when you clear that level, you get like sucked up to the next floor. And then, yeah, on the escape sequence, you're kind of like you know, making your way out of the the pyramid or the temple or whatever. So it's just such a cool, singularly focused uh, adventure. I just, I really wanted to give that one a shout out. I know it's, you know, some people are like, oh, games are too short these days, but I'll, uh, I'm a sucker for an hour, two hour long game any day. And it's an only a five. I know that I mentioned that the developer sent this one to us, but it's only a $5 game otherwise. So it is something that like, if I see it pop up on switch or something, I'll definitely be like, you know what? I, I would like to experience that adventure again. Cause it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to uh, give it more. I don't know what other praise to to lay on top of it other than to just say it was just such a well focused and well designed. Like all the puzzles were really fun and challenging, like made you feel clever, but not like beating your head against the wall. Just really well balanced game. I can't can't really heap enough praise on top of it. That's a the phrase I was looking for before. But yeah, I've been playing all sorts of games, getting been getting back on like my video making train and streaming train, been uh feeling a little better in the uh chronic pain department lately, thanks to staying a little more focused on my uh physical therapy regimen and everything. Uh I've been yeah, just kind of putting all my focus into that lately outside of the game stuff. So um, I think I'm going to leave it there for the, uh, the intro here and, uh, yeah, Randall, John and I have plenty of, uh, game stuff and chit chat to get to. We're definitely heavy on the games, not too much basketball talk this week. Uh, but we do get into a few, uh, sidetrack conversations. Definitely a really, really fun one. This one was a blast to edit. So, uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, back at you next week. It'll actually be our three year anniversary episode and we'll maybe have some, uh, updates coming soon on the podcast for the, uh, game jam stuff but uh for the pursuing pixels game jam stuff that is so definitely stay tuned check out the links in the uh episode description here if you want to check out some of the entries we'd love to uh get some feedback as i'm sure the developers would as well uh but yeah until next week we'll catch you then and take care My grandparents never had cable, so like, ev- and they lived in Chicago, so like, anytime I would visit them, and like, my grandpa would be watching the Cubs, it would just be on like antenna, like it would just be like adjusting rabbit ears until you get <laughs> yep. it in the best position, and then hell yeah, yeah. like hell yeah, AM radio in the morning, like, <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> antenna TV, like hell it, yeah. Uh, like why would you pay for anything else you get i know everything. you get all the things you need that's right and you can you can tape it on the down low you know if you want to watch <laughs> it later it's a real yeah. grandpa move too mm-hmm. oh man speak speaking of the chicago land area i think john isn't this where you're from it or not from Ish. but but where bloomington where where is that bloomington illinois bloomington is uh sent 
central. It's north central. Like it's uh, like anywhere ha- near, or is that where Lauren went to school or something? Or no, Bloomington Normal. No, that's DeKalb. Yeah, yeah. Bloomington Normal is like straight south of Chicago. Um, it's like halfway between here and it's a little bit closer to Champaign, but it's like pretty close. Okay. Okay. Cause that's apparently where like some of the stuff takes place, at least related to one character in Stephanie. When I was like playing oh, that, they were like, no. oh, and they're like, oh, aren't you the, aren't you the guy from the Bloomington office? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I used to, and they even like make a joke about how it's like right next to normal <laughs> yeah. Illinois or something like that. And they, so it's like very, I don't know. I just thought that was very bizarre. That's like cute. what are the chances that's that, such uh, a weird, that's in like, this game? Yeah. Isn't I thought it was like a sci-fi ish game. It's definitely like I'm in some cave in some alternate universe and then this random guy just shows up and's like hey i'm the guy hey aren't you the guy from the bloomington office and yeah it's like yeah that's me um it's very yeah it's very confusing at the moment nice. um but and i'm not loving it so far it's a little clunky on the controls but i'm i'm looking forward to giving it a little more of a shot because i loved anodyne so much i'm like and that that game was clunky too admittedly i don't I, did i talk about that one on the podcast oh yeah have you played yeah, anodyne pretty sure I yet? about it yeah I haven't really. No, I was going to play that. And then Stephanie came out like right after that. And I was like, or right as I was about to start it up. So I was like, yeah, I'll check out the newest one first. But sure. I, do I, I do really want to play Anodyne 2 bad. Yeah, I want to set some time aside and actually play Anodyne 2. Oh, did you grab that game? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, let me, no rush, but let me know whenever you want to check that one out. And I'll happily sync up on that. Yeah, I'll probably stop playing Elden Ring uh, yeah. in about five months. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. Like, Correct. I'm, just, I'm not gonna stop playing this game. Like, uh huh. We're, we're we're gonna get into it on, mm-hmm. on on the cast, but oh boy, I'm surprised. Like, well, you you play games pretty methodically, games like yeah. that at least. Like, so you're like, I could see it lasting you a long time. Yeah, I just, I'm only like, seventy know, hours imagine. in. Like, that's nothing. Oh like, my god. <laughs> like, I can't imagine like playing that much of a game and then being like, I can. I'm gonna keep playing this. I don't. Wanna I played s- Dark Souls like every mainline dark souls game for like 200 hours like yeah. easy yeah <laughs> yeah and I those guess, yeah, I those don't, don't even have like, like a fraction of the content that's in elden ring like that's correct i i cannot oh my we're gonna we're gonna get into it we are yeah I wonder if I wonder if like I get to a point where like my pain's a little more in check, like because like even when I do like the streams, they're almost like whether I mean them to be a certain amount of time or not, they always last almost the same amount of time. And whether I'm streaming or not, like all my sessions are like exactly about an hour and a half or two hours. And then it's like I wonder if like if I'm maybe feeling better at some point, if I'll be more because I haven't like dove into a bigger game in a long time that I know is going to take more than like, you know five or eight hours because i just know it's not like i'm just not going to get to it right so, so on, finish on, it on that topic uh would you want to talk uh tunic on the main episode or just have it like as a little little save for the cast discussion ah, either or either or I'd be, i was literally just going to bring up tunic because i was going to say <laughs> yeah let's uh, let's uh, say what you got to say about tunic yeah because like i've been watching uh like run button's been doing streams on it for like the past couple weeks and like okay it's, so it's just been like like hours and hours of tunic and like like that. they're just like doing a full playthrough essentially kind of but they're not like they're like keeping you up to date on like their pro like because they're playing it off stream as well and like they're, okay then okay. they're also like uh kylie and keith are each playing their own separate files so they're both progressing at different level or rates as well 
Um, yeah. But like that is like kind of it's a really chill like stream because you know it's a lot of just exploring and poking and prodding and like yeah not- i was loving streaming it when i played like i was like oh this is great yeah so it is kind of like a really good uh like i don't know relaxing game and they're also streaming it at like uh 4 a.m so i'm never catching them <laughs> <Nice>. live i'm <laughs> catching them at like video on demand so like of course yeah. like it's a very like sleepy vibe of uh just like yeah relaxing but like it is like that is a game that I really kind of enjoy experiencing, but I don't really feel any uh, pull to play it. Like it's, I I get what the puzzle, like what what the satisfying like parts of it would be, like in terms of like sat or like figuring out the world and like you know getting the pieces of the. Um, uh manual in the game and like trying to decode it but like yeah honestly like when when they were trying to like when they were they were just sitting down they weren't even playing the game they were just looking and trying to figure out if they could decode the lang- in-game language and like mm-hmm. compare is like okay i think that this word would be two or this one is probably press and so if we can extrapolate that like it doesn't look like it's a cipher for english where it's like oh oh this is like the this is a letter that matches c this is a letter that matches it's like okay how is this language work and honestly like what i was way more interested in was the idea of like ooh, i would rather just like get all of the pages of the untranslated manual and just try to like figure out the language like i don't really want to play the game i just want to like figure out the linguistics of this made-up language (laughs) and like that right but like that is also part of the game like that is what tunic is like it's both an in-game and an out-of-game experience where you're thinking about the puzzles outside of actually playing it and like that is the thing that i think is really interesting to me and it's more interesting than the idea of like doing both of them together i'm just like ooh, i would really want to see what like grammar is with this made-up language (laughs) i'm curious how they were going about approaching it because i definitely don't at least the way i was playing it wasn't anything i was really like deciphering the language i never felt like there was any real need to decipher the language in real time other than like the basic like yeah, like verbs that you're just quickly kind of intuiting like okay clearly this interacts with this so let me see what that does and then you can just kind of try it and learn it yourself but like i but like it, it almost felt like kind of like how I don't, did you ever play Fez? Yes. Because I know a lot of people oh, are comparing yeah. it to Fez and like if you beat Fez, like beat Fez or whatever, like you there's like a whole second game of Fez basically that you like solve these like super esoteric puzzles that like do involve some like doing like things outside of the game. Like mm-hmm. not, you know, I don't think you have to like go on like a website or anything, but I think there even are like QR codes. And like oh, yeah. weird there's like so stuff in more. Fez where like yeah. all these this whole this whole second set of cubes basically and i wonder if like i i don't know because i haven't played enough tunic and i'm really glad that you brought it up because i was actually just thinking today like ah, if i don't get back to that soon i don't know if i'm ever gonna like keep that momentum going right um and i re- and i really do love that world but i do know it's gonna be like a good chunk of time and it's hard it's definitely a hard game though i can turn on like the no damage mode but i'm stubborn when it comes to yeah stuff like that for the most part but yeah i'm curious like if it would be like if you could get a good experience still just like just kind of playing the game and then like kind of deciphering it as like an at post game puzzle, if you will. And, and I, just kind I of being think like, oh, I wonder can. what I can get out of it. Like, I, I do think it is something that like the stuff like you can at least like decipher like some of the 
more explicit things like when like it like just says like a and then like a a word in yeah. whatever the thing is like that is like very self-explanatory is like yeah like yeah, this, yeah. I, I get like oh you want me to press this button combination in order to do this thing that you're showing me but not necessarily like i don't need to sit down and decode this sentence or this phrase so like i yeah. i think that the, it probably does give you enough that you don't need to but again if you want to do that uh separately like that might solve some things earlier for you it might give you a clue right. but like Oh man, they they got to this one point uh, where uh, there was like a handwritten note from like the player on the manual, and it looked like it was yeah. either correcting something that the manual. So it may have also been like a misprint in the <laughs> manual. Oh, that's awesome! And I was like, oh, this is the, this is so good. That is such a good <laughs> thing. Like, because then it's you are level. like suddenly you're second guessing like mm-hmm. what is be, the information is being presented to you. It's oh, yeah. Oh, so man. good just that's oh that's amazing yeah what? um i'm like do you think do you think that like you're do you think you're not as compelled to want to play it because you're just more intrigued by that second layer of the game like do you think if if you if it didn't have that layer and you just saw it in action do you think you'd feel the same way like or if you if you saw like death's door in action would you feel like oh i gotta play that or would you be like oh, okay i kind of saw enough of that in action like is it is it part of just like, ah, I've seen enough or I'm just kind of curious what would make it be like the because they are very similar playing games. So I'm just curious. God, what would yeah. Is it just that that second layer is like, oh, that's just the more compelling part of it. And like, I wish I could just crack that code. I think part of it was the fact like, OK, this is on what Steam and Game Pass. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, yeah. I and, think so. And I was like, ah, I'm not really going to play it on my computer. Like, right, so yeah. I'm not really going to play this game and it's not. like because it wasn't immediately available if it was on switch i and like i probably would have turned off the streams like first like (laughs) hour and just be like no i gotta do this but because it there is that level of like "Eh, i'm probably not gonna play this that uh that's basically the main reason like because if if i could like just play it on switch like i probably would do all of it but because i'm not doing it i'm just like eh only really interested in the part that i could feasibly do without playing the game <laughs> right right no that's cool though too yeah but oh, that's sweet it's a cool looking game it's a cool looking idea yeah just a really great aesthetic and vibe and yeah that sleepy morning vibe that they got going for their streams and stuff oh sounds God. perfect for that game too <laughs> especially with that especially, soundtrack i was just gonna i literally was just gonna say did you get a little taste of the music too because yeah. it's so it's oh just synth God, arpeggios so soft synth arpeggios <laughs> over yeah. and over again it's oh, mm. the music is very it's, it's got its own thing going on but it's got a similar vibe going on in Stephanie, and that's a big part of why i'm like ah I can deal with some of this clunk and this frustration and like because some of the jumps are just like, man, how, why did I miss that? I don't know why I'm missing this jump or like it just, it's just a little like awkward to control. But maybe I'll get used to it because it does have a very like kind of distinct uh, control scheme. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you hold down the sprint button, it even says like think of it more like you're skateboarding rather than you're sprinting. And I'm like, mm. OK, because you like you actually like hold it down and then just essentially steer your character mm. once you're sprinting. It's a, it's got a weird vibe and then you can wall run and stuff. So I get yeah. why they're like thinking of skateboarding, but yeah. it's a weird game, weird game so far in, in a multitude of ways, not just the way it plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just a weird game. <laughs> nice. 
Um, I was I was getting pumped too because there's like three playable characters. So I was like, oh, we're gonna get some Lost Vikings vibes, and then it was Hell like, yeah. all three characters are exactly the same. Just play as whichever one you want to play as, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool too. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to sit here and like rack my brain and. You know, some of those games, like Randall, you and I were just talking about Lost Vikings 2 the other yes, day. And I think that game maybe got like, maybe pushed it a little further than the first one did. Maybe just trying to do more. But I, right. I remember those like levels being like kind of tedious and just being like, ah, it's even gotta, bigger. It's like and a then grind. It, oh, no, yeah, like, yeah kind of broke the balance a little bit. Mm. Yeah. When like every level is like a mini Metroidvania <laughs> yeah. in and of itself. It's like, oh, God, it's, yeah. tedious. This is no longer as fun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm or we've already to... gone through this once and it's not different enough. Right, right. And it's got a little too much tood. <laughs> well, a little, t- a little too much tood. It's going to have yeah. tood. Oh, yeah. Especially, wasn't that on 32X? Like, didn't that come out on Sega Genesis, like, or Saturn. Sega CD or something? Saturn? Came out on Saturn. That's right. That's right. We talked about that last week. Super I, I Nintendo, Saturn, and PlayStation. And it was called different things depending on the platform, which was weird. Great. Like yeah. North I by told- Northwest on. Uh, on Saturn and PlayStation. And I think it was just the lost Vikings two on super Nintendo. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love that play on words (laughs) that they had to do twice. Yeah. By Norse West. Yeah. 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 Oh brother. Yeah. 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 But great game. Great games. Yeah. I think they re-released all those relatively recently. At least the first lost Vikings was in that. I think uh, so too. Yeah. That blizzard thing the retro Um, games yeah 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 i was resisting the urge to talk about how in commander keen i deciphered that language because i thought that i had talked about commander keen on the podcast before and i couldn't remember if i had talked about that before so i didn't say it i don't know if you have talked about commander keen so oh really jeez I don't think so. We've had a lot of episodes, it turns out. Yeah, I know. I I can never. I'm like, even even Anodyne, I'm like, did I play that before we started the podcast (laughs) or no? I don't remember. No, because there's like there's an alien language in the Commander Keen games as well. And, you know, because school is lax with the school computers, especially back in the day, Mm, you just bring, you know, the little small Commander Keen games on your 3.5 discs uh, into school. God. And you put them on the school computer so that everybody can play them. And you're a nerd, so you um, crack the language that's in the Commander Keen game so that everyone can uh, read what's on the signs. That rules. That's amazing. Was there anything <laughs> worthwhile? Like, was it worth cracking the code? Oh, it was It was ultimately pretty simple stuff. But, you know, I was in, yeah, whatever that was, like, fourth, fifth grade type yeah, of Yeah, that's cool so, as hell. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Plus, yeah, you get some little Easter eggs, like oh, some, yeah. uh, some early Easter eggs. Oh, yeah, because you're just like picking up on context clues of like, oh, this sign is I think this sign is telling me this. Oh, OK, like if I start and I see, oh, I see this like alien letters in this sign, too. And like, oh, so that's that means this letter of the alphabet and start, you know, going backwards that way. Yeah. I, I wish I it. had that much time. I don't have that much time anymore. Speaking of old school computer games, I saw that you booted up Ch- uh, Chex Quest recently. Yes. I was yeah. on the Switch the other day, and I, I was like, ooh, like, as I was like <laughs> jotting down stuff to, I was like, did I forget anything that Randall played recently? I was like, obviously, I know you didn't put a ton of time into it, but I was like, ooh, he picked it up. He <laughs> I did. picked it up. It was like, it was, uh, I was, I forgot to tell you guys, I, it might even still be on sale. It's in one of those like weird publisher sales where if you own one of the other games, you can get it for yeah. like 99 cents or whatever. 
Yeah. So worth looking in the eShop if y'all have any interest. Yeah. It, if you have I'll one scoop of those it up games, for sure because yeah. I never never played it, and I'd definitely be oh. curious to get a little slice. Even it's like a remake, right? Like it's not just. Uh, I it's like it's like kind of just cleaned up. I think a little bit. I don't know if it's all that remade okay. necessarily. Runs at sixty okay. frames per second. Seems like it. Uh, although I, like I was having, I I didn't have a lot of time to dig into it and I tried to like open a door and I'm like, Oh, I kind of forget how to do this and it's not working. So I don't have time to figure that out right now. Let me come back to this. And also I need to play more Elden Ring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's impossible to play anything else. It, yeah, yeah, yes. Ah, Man, I wish I had a game like that that could just suck me in these days, but I, maybe I got to go back to Tunic. That's the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of what we're going to talk about tonight, what order? I, obviously, we just got the two things on the docket. So, Kirby first, Elden Ring second, or the other way around? Yeah, let's Probably. do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That's what I was thinking, too. I wasn't even really thinking it for any particular reason, but uh, but I guess it makes sense since we have talked about Elden before. And it's going to be more, yeah, Elden will be a little more converse. I mean, both of them will. For what yeah. that's worth, but yeah, I guess they they both will, which is why it's nice to just. I think we said that last week too, Randall. We were just like, yeah, probably just the two games. Yeah. This oh week. yeah. We got like the double Plenty. the double curveball last week went from being like, okay, we got the four pack. I know for the first time <laughs> in ages, and I'm like, oh, Randall, what are we gonna talk about, man? Uh, but we ended up talking about like some of the Genesis games. Like, yeah. Now that I'm on Randall's family plan, yeah. I can't even remember what the other stuff we talked about. Uh, oh, Shotgun King. I talked about that some more. Some Stacklands. Uh, you would love Stacklands, John. I yeah, I, I've seen it. It looks it's, very much. It's very every time I play it, I'm like, this is a John game. Talk about a like morning chill coffee stream game. I've done that a couple times with that game, just like sipping on some coffee and stacking some cards and crafting. <laughs> okay, that game. That game just sounded amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And I keep forgetting it's Kirby and the Forgotten Land, right? Kirby yep. and the Forgotten Land. Yep, yep, yep. I keep wanting to say realm for some reason. It is not a realm. It is a land. Kirby in the Forgotten Realm. That feels just more like a Kirby universe word. Yeah, oh, I guess so, so does land. But land is, well. yeah. Dreamland. Yeah. Yep. There was a great quiz uh, that someone posted where it was, uh, is this song title from the Kirby series or the Toho series? And <laughs> it was all just like... <laughs> cosmic like fantasy stuff yeah. it was unbelievable <laughs> i kind of forget about some of those like themes like it like the late turns in kirby games oh it's, yeah yeah it's good ev- stuff. every one basically pretty much except so, for like some of the spin-off ones yeah but i was gonna be even, like, even in this, some of those though is this the first kirby game with land in the name on mm. what's effectively a home console as opposed to a portable, even though Switch kind of splits the difference in the first place. Dreamland Cur- 3. Oh, that's true. Yeah, never mind. That threw that right out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty quick. John's always championing it. John's always championing that game, and I'm I'm on board now, too. We got to get Randall on the Dreamland 3 train. Oh, no, I mean, I, Kirby 64 is just a Dreamland 3 remake. Is it really? Wait it's basically... Like there are so, I, well, we, I think I've, I think I've brought it up on this. Like when I first played abilities in three, no, in three, you though. can't, but the but like enemies the are, are the same. The themes of the levels are the same. The kind of 
like ways that you would get these secrets in the levels are like they're not the same puzzles, but it's like kind of the same ideas where it's like, oh, you have to do X amount of things in a level to get the secret. We should, we mm. should probably save this for the cast. They're both eh, actually no. This too. is this is uh, this isn't really pertinent to the other one, but and but the bosses are also the same, hmm. which okay. is wild. So it's like the same. It's so it's like the same structure. Yeah, but just with some tweaks and upgrades and whatever. But it's just such a weird experience having like Kirby sixty four is one of my favorite games of all time. I've n- I've never played it even for a split no second. Shit. I'm pretty sure I own it, but I've never played it not even for a moment. Wow, I don't know why? Fun as fuck. Like it's cool. Yeah, the com- the combining abilities is just yeah. something that makes the game just so fun. Like in the uh, there's. Back in the day, just the novelty of seeing Kirby in 3D was fun. But oh, yeah. yeah, then combining abilities on top of that was yeah. was fun, too. God, I, there is something about it. Well, we'll get into it when we talk about some Kirby, because there's just something about a Kirby game. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. There is it's like, just something yeah. about a Kirby game. I don't know. Just feeling like you're plugged into some some part of society. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't taken the plunge because I don't have a spare outlet or HDMI port. Um, I know. But it. I like, know that feeling. God. I, yep. I know that feeling too. I was like pl- looking for a spot to plug in my vacuum the other day. Like where did, where did I plug this in last? <laughs> but I uh, I kind of really want to get an antenna. Yeah. For, like just local sports like that's hell yeah all, basically yeah. all i would use it for because like i don't want to get like another fucking subscription to something and like i do not yeah. care if it's like what quality the picture is to be honest like i would just like to watch like a local sports game or do you something. have a usb port on your television i do so you should be able to power a uh, flat indoor antenna off of USB Mm. power from your TV and otherwise it just goes into your aux input on your TV and you should be good to go. The only downside is it would turn on when you turn on your TV. So there might be like a couple second delay for it to pick up, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. So yeah, you've been an advocate for the antenna for a long time. I've been, I've been rolling that since probably like 15 years. I remember that one you had back at one of your old places, like that huge, yeah. well, not, I don't know if it was huge, but it was it like was a pretty huge. big, like wire rack. Yeah. Like it was definitely like, you gotta, you gotta have room for this thing. Now they're like, I think the ones you're talking about are like kind of almost like, almost like a sheet of paper, yes. almost like a fly paper. Yes. <laughs> so you just throw you up like on the wall the where you get good signal and you're good. Yeah. It's like, so it, much, it's, it's way more elegant now. And, yeah. they, and, and they get like per, picture perfect oh, HD. Awesome. Like there's some interference and some interruptions here and there, but. That happens even if you pay for cable. But that They're was pretty like, high powered these days, though. It's it's pretty like that's what I use now is just the the modern like yeah like a piece of paper stick it on the wall in a place where it seemed like it was getting good signal. There it goes. Never yeah. have to think about it again. 